No, Willem Dafoe, different uh, scumbag businessman. Yeah. Scumbag entertainer. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, it's, I, apparently, it's illegal to have inhumane entertainment practices like geeks. Yeah, and, which, it's weird. That, that shouldn't be a law. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Well, it's pro-geek. It's <laughs> pro-geek. Welcome back to the Wacky Wonderful Wiseworks podcast, all you guys, gals, geeks, and golf balls. Golf ball. Golf ball. <laughs> uh, we're we're so glad you're here. We're yeah. we're here for it once once again. Another flagship episode. Happy Monday! If you're watching or listening to this on Monday, cheers to you. You know what's cool? Mm. So the fact that we have video on Spotify, we don't have to cater our visual experience to YouTube anymore. It's literally yeah, we don't multiple platforms. Also, Rumble. If you're if you're a watcher of Rumble, an avid Rumble, an avid user. Rumbler. <laughs> yeah, are you an avid Rumble. avid Rumbler? <laughs> yeah, you Rumble. can you can watch Wiseworks podcast there. The Rumbling. I'm and a the Google Plus user. We don't do that. Google Plus. We don't do. That. We don't. But uh, no, you know, Google do, Plus is not even. Were a you thing. a Were you a Google Buzz guy? No. Do you, you even know what that is? Google no. Buzz? Oh, it was a social media inside of your Gmail. Really? Yeah. yeah. Now, I was a Yahoo Messenger dude. Like no, just emailing through Yahoo? it wasn't popping like Google Buzz. Not emailing, but messaging people. Oh, like a chat in Messenger? Yeah. Uh, it was similar to that, but it was literally a timeline of pictures and words. <laughs> kind of like I don't Twitter. know if it was pictures. It was mostly words, I think. Mostly words, but there was pictures. Maybe. You, you could have pictures as well. There, It would be... Once in a blue moon, we'd throw a picture. And actually, for some reason, <laughs> for some reason, it was popping in our community. Wow. <laughs> there was like, uh, leave in the comments or let us know if you remember Google Buzz. There. Tim remembers because I remember him. I remember being really jealous. I was like, mom, can I get, please get a Gmail? I don't like my Bell South anymore. She's like, why do you need a Gmail? She's email. I'm like, because Gmail has Google Buzz, <laughs> and I can interact with my friends, and maybe some dames. Yeah, I could interact with some dames that I was too afraid to interact with in person. Mm-hmm. This is the early stage of the internet. Yeah, um, and you know, you try to get one past your mom, and she's like, "No, that's not happening." Yeah, <laughs> it's like, but mom, I'm being sneaky. Sneaky. I'm being sneak. sneaky. Yeah, I should be able to get one over on her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, I... Well, you got one over on her. Yeah, I just had the Yahoo thing. I did. <laughs> uh, you did the Yahoo thing? Yeah, but but I didn't... I, there weren't any other, like, social media apps that I really used. Did you not chat with anybody on Yahoo? 
Oh, yeah. I chat with friends with my Aunt Christina while Dude. I was trying to do schoolwork. <laughs> you know, just while I was supposed to do schoolwork. She's probably chatting back, like, you're supposed to be doing schoolwork? What? I never like, told her. Yeah. She never asked. She never asked. Never inquired. I don't remember. It was a long time ago. Mm. Mm. I remember DJ was heavily on the buzz. Was he really? He DJ, was on DJ the was buzz. Heavily DJ, on the DJ buzz. DJ was huh. on the buzz too. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, and then they got rid of it and replaced it with Google Plus, and then everyone migrated to Facebook, yeah, and then shortly the after, thing. everyone migrated to Instagram. Um, do you guys remember the the social media website that Rhett and Link did? Yeah, yeah, the Rhett and Link community. Yeah, yeah. It's still I, up. I still have a login. Still, it's yeah, still, it's up. still up. up. Still People up. are. It's still. still it's not popping at the Retinlink community, but I will say there are still posts being made on the Retinlink community. I made a post, one post. You I were think. on the community. Yeah, I was in the community. I was in the community. I so. made one Mythical post. beast? Yeah, I, I drew a mythical beast. Mm -hmm. It was a bear with antlers. Yeah. Sick. Yeah. I Anybody really give you cool. any likes? I don't remember. I didn't use it much after that. I remember we did the- I submitted I submitted a piece of artwork. Um, Traffic man and cone boy. Yeah. I, I created I artwork for them because they you said, also we we were like part of the the super note. Remember, a bunch of YouTubers got together yeah. and did like the super note. <clears throat> so this is kind of like the Mr. Beast thing now. Mm -hmm. Mr. Beast is doing a lot of the same things they they did back then, but like some YouTuber decided to get a community of YouTubers mm -hmm. and say we're going to see who can create the longest note. Super like, note. Like, uh, like that. So basically, okay. <clears throat> the creators and all the fans submit videos to their creator of them holding out a note as long as you can. And then they tally up everybody's time. Wow. <laughs> this is back in the day when people on the internet had nothing better to do than to just try to make a Super, following yeah. work. You know what I mean? Well, I'm in, and I bet the, the creator is like, all right, so here we go. We're going to start it off. Uh, the one note is like, you know, like C major. Oh, well, no, you can do any note. It was just do a note. note. But see, but that's that that would be my mistake. Yeah, yeah. Because then everybody you'd hear you'd hear the recording of people go, ah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what they did. That's what they did. Oh, but that would sound awful. You have to think about that too, though. There people weren't having millions upon millions upon mm -hmm. millions of followers yeah. at that point or subscribers. They probably had 100,000, yeah. 50,000 people that submitted, you know? Mm -hmm. It's doable. Yeah. It's still a lot, but it's doable. Yeah. Whew. Now the uh, Rhett and Link community has been replaced by the Mythical Society. <laughs> yeah. And it's more of a uh, Paid YouTube join button thing. Okay. Um, but, you know, I, I never joined the society. I don't watch GMM enough. And they yeah. put out their podcast for free, so I don't... <laughs> Yeah, that's the only thing I really consume is the, the podcast. podcast. Ear biscuits. And it's because it, it's the more real version. Mm -hmm. You know, at some point, you, after seeing them play every game possible, you just kind of feel like, enough games. Or like Mama Burden, Red <laughs> no, Mama Burden I, Link. I, I could see, like see that all day. peeing into his mouth. I could see that all day. It makes me see, giggle. Yeah, I, I wouldn't usually consider like a subscription to somebody unless I was getting really solid like behind the scenes content, uh, you know, extra fun stuff that they're doing on the side or fun stories and things mm -hmm. that they're doing. Otherwise. I think I think it's interesting to try to analyze what it is, what went wrong with Rhett and Link to nothing, went, nothing wrong. went wrong, like not cancelable wrong or anything like that. It's just kind of like a 
there was a sizable fall off, you know? <clears throat> and it, it happened it happened when they were scaling. So I don't think it was so went? much a fall off as as uh they were creating so much content they kind of had to make it more more they had to film more consistently to get more content out mm -hmm. and all that stuff became more of uh big con production. Yeah, big production and it wasn't just personal as much. This is the thing that is, it kind of hurts me because I see what they want to do. So they wanted to create and they still do because they keep trying to do it, create like a network of personalities that they can build on and that's what they're doing with Josh. They've seen some success with Josh. Mm -hmm. However, They've tried it multiple times and it hasn't worked multiple times. And it, it comes from a good place. I know it does. But when it comes down to it, we're fans of GMN. Yeah. We're fans of mythical entertainment because of yeah. Red Link. We don't really care. I mean, we care because they're humans, but we're not like we didn't ask to be entertained by yeah. Stevie or Josh or they're getting into their Chase, any of these people. Late 40s, though, they're, they're probably like. But they're not going to be replaced by someone like them. They're being replaced by their crew, which is different kinds of entertainers mm. than they are. Yeah. I mean, it's not like it, it seems to be going sort of the way of Smosh. But for yeah. them, they're I think still the cornerstone. They're still the cornerstone. But I think the issue is if they're pulling from their cast mm. um, and they're not looking for specifically creative talent who mm. is you know who are who are people that act and improvise and you know do what they do mm -hmm. if they're not looking for those kind of people uh like to replace them i don't think they're gonna find them in their mm -hmm. group it's like you know what happened with smosh was as i think anthony padilla left but by that time they were hiring more people yeah. for their videos and so you got you know a cast of people that has carried into the future yeah so the the people who started it aren't really the main focus anymore they're not the main characters mm -hmm. uh but the people who are carrying it on are just as creative and mm. fun yeah and i don't think you can do that unless you're looking for that kind of talent well, the thing is, I, what I would say is they're branding everything under mythical entertainment. Mm. It's like you don't have to do mythical kitchen and say it's only going to work if we sell it. Just say we're going to fund Josh doing doing, doing content. Kitchen, Josh kitchen. Yeah. Josh's kitchen. Josh's kitchen. And let do what they did with Smosh. Let them build on another brand name, and it's just under the umbrella as the parent company of I don't Mythical know. Entertainment. I, I know what you're saying, but I don't know if they shouldn't Josh brand. specifically because of the content he makes. He makes mostly he makes food for GMM, so his content is a as kind of the behind the scenes food making of GMM. It started that way, but now he's got hot dog as a sandwich. And oh yeah, then he's got yeah. They're yeah. doing all kinds of stuff but that, that never, that's why, never even that's touched why it's GMM. Mythical, but mythical kitchen. He, he also knows like an insane amount of knowledge. Yeah, he's a chef about about being a chef. Mm -hmm. He could he could just have a chef channel like binging with Babish. Yes, with, you know with some something mm -hmm. extra to it. Uh, well, just like a under professional the flair. Yeah, under the umbrella company of um, Mythical. Yeah, exactly. Mythical Entertainment. You know, uh, I have someone I work with. This is off topic. 
but just I, I work with that. His name is Randy. Mm-hmm. He's like an older gentleman. Gentleman. He, he yeah, gentleman. He doesn't know this, but every time I see him, I'm, I I get a little smile on my face. I'm like. I'd rather eat Randy. <laughs> I'd rather eat Randy. So wait, so every time you see him, you think Julian Smith. I'd rather eat Randy. Yes, yeah. Every time you see him. Yep. That's like a a torturous thing that's going on in your mind. <laughs> Julian Smith was the first brain troll. Mm-hmm. Yeah. His stuff just leaked into your brain. I can't say Kool Aid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Without. Following up with, I love you. I like this for oh, you. Yeah. Yeah. Josh, drink my hot cream. And freaking, and even no, recently, Josh was milk. even recently, no, even recently, someone was like, they were t- talking about the making mac and cheese, and they're like, I put like milk, 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 milk. I, I <laughs> come use on, yeah, milk all the time. Milk. Yeah. Yeah. And the it milk. wasn't you guys, it was somebody random. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Freaking I mean, Julian I, Smith. I did it to an older he gentleman just, at work. He, he doesn't plagued, know what I'm talking about. Yeah, but he plagued everybody mm-hmm. and then bounced. We and then bounced, you. yeah. <laughs> what did he do? He I took... still I still know lyrics from Racist Coffee. I know. I used Don't to know the whole that. song. Don't drink that. Don't, Don't drink that Racist Coffee. I used to know the whole song and I still know lyrics from the song. And I think yeah, I'll, I'll be drinking some coffee and I'll, I'll just think, his coffee is black. <laughs> this coffee's white, <laughs> but we drink it I have a theory. I think I've talked about this on the podcast right. before about Julian Smith. Yeah, you remember? Yes. Um, just to let people know, because really quickly. Um, so Rhett and Link on Ear Biscuits, they talked about the reason why they moved to LA behind the scenes was to work with the creators of Veggie Tales because they were Christians at the time and. They were trying to do their own spinoff show, veg, kind of like Veggie Tales, but not. They were huge friends, really good friends with Julian Smith at the time. And Julian Smith, because of his content, I feel like he was going to be part of that. similar crowd. He was part of the similar crowd. I wasn't think Julian was, Smith also from North Carolina? I don't know. No, I don't think so. But I think somehow he was he was part of that group and i think he was he also had like a christian tie or something and was going to be part of this show that veggie tales was going to do and it fell off and then renling did good mythical morning julian smith didn't really get into it he tried a few things like a podcast didn't work out great and then he kind of just fell off well it it was kind of the the mish the veggie tales thing but you know also they had that show. That's why they moved when they did to California. Mm-hmm. There was plans of, you know, um, Camp Crusade ties with other ministries, other missions, organizations, and VeggieTales was a part of that. Yeah. Hmm. There was a lot of plans in place, and then things fell through, and then I guess their faith fell through as well. Dang. <laughs> That's tough. That's tough. So all because of VeggieTales, Rhett and Link are no No, not issue. all be- <laughs> because of VeggieTales. Look, don't say that. VeggieTales has built no. my faith, bro. Yeah, yeah. God is, <laughs> is bigger than the boogeyman. God is bigger than the boogeyman. <laughs> VeggieTales has built my faith. <laughs> it has. When I was a kid and I didn't understand what pastor was saying in the pulpit, but I'd go to the nursery. Nursery. The nursery. <laughs> then I'd go to the nursery and yeah. stick it a, a VeggieTales tape. Mm-hmm. And I was like, God is good. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Amen. Yeah. You know what? Amen. God cares about every hair on our head, yeah. including every vegetable. And every vegetable. 
a cucumber does need a hairbrush. He do. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I've also, heard, I know so many of sports those utility vehicle, whatever that is. See, that was that was later on. That was later. Later on. But you remember that. Uh, uh, one day while he was waiting, yeah. he had a hat. My high so cat. He wore a tie upon his head. I don't remember the lyrics. Let's yeah. let's I can we bank this? I want to do yeah, this as we'll, like a midnight special. We should Absolutely. talk about childhood favorite shows as a midnight. Yeah. Well, I th- well, the thing is, it comes naturally. Comes but, naturally. But before we before we just, anything. I want to say I know a lot of the songs because I used to put a. a playlist on of all mm. the songs for William. Oh, so okay. I would put it's them recent. on for Will and then I would just be like grooving with it. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. It's relative. But the thing like, is, freaking, but dude, you get that cheeseburger song playing oh, and you, yeah, you and can't like, help but do a jig. Oh. You're like, this is the most soulful thing I've uh-huh. ever heard. How could you fall in love with a cheeseburger? You know what looks so soulful and uh, kind of hip Cool. It's part of the super superhero universe. I don't know where That's I'm right. going with this. So let's go ahead and do our open. So we're gonna be looking at any Judge news. Like, how do you do, fellow? Um, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna be reacting to cast all the information about the upcoming film Thor: Love and Thunder, the fourth installment in the Marvel Thor franchise. Now I have two logos because IMDb has both, and I, I like this one. It this feels thing is, very Knight okay, Rider. So I think this one's it been around very, longer. Like, this might like, be like the an cats, the cat, the, the cats cartoon, the the superhero cats. Uh, what? The superhero cats. Um, Thundercats. Thundercats. Okay, so Thundercats. Go, go back. There, it's Thundercats. This one feels like Conan the Barbarian. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Which Thor's a little Conan. Uh, which is yeah, and and they should lean into that. And then the next thunder, one thunder, feels like thunder, you know Knight Rider, cats. Thundercats. You know, lot of thunder, Power thunder. Rangers. Power Rangers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, it's it's a style. Very. very <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe they, maybe they have both. Maybe they're like. Uh, you know, our callbacks to the eighties are is that still popping? Not sure. Uh, if it's not, this movie will be popping. Um This movie will be popping. <laughs> no, no, no. It, no, this movie is gonna be good because Marvel, everybody wants You're to straight see white Thor. man <laughs> using a This movie will be popping. Be you said popping. You said popping. <laughs> I'm using the word popping. <laughs> Sheesh. <laughs> you can't even put an I in at the end. But. You're so freaking white. <laughs> I'm sorry for being white. Uh, what I was trying to say, because you used the word popping, I was going off with I you. I said popping. Okay. And I made poppin'. it sound natural, and you're like, yeah, this movie's going to be really popping. <laughs> <laughs> uh, never mind. I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> you were talking about popping. <laughs> Thundercats. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh at you every episode, Joshua, but sometimes you say things. Uh, look, I think this is a 2021 movie. This is not a 2022 movie. Well, it, it's coming out this summer. It is. I think, like we talked about last season, tw- somehow 2021 mm. had this kind of background 80s. It kind of had this feel to it with media. Mm-hmm. And I think their their idea was to get this movie out in 2021. No, uh, 
They don't want it to compete. No, I think I think Taika Waititi is really just leaning on the classic themes, mm. and he's always done like the uh, he's always he's always done like the classic '80s retro music in a lot of his movies pre Thor. Okay, with a lot of electronic themes. Yeah, um, and you hear you can definitely tell it's his style when you hear the music. Mm-hmm. It's very familiar if you've seen a bunch of his films um and i think they're just leaning hard into this also you know ragnarok was so wacky uh-huh. and and everything mm-hmm. i mean that it's gonna be another taika Waititi thor that's what it's gonna yeah. be um there is however a lot of theories a lot of confirmations about a lot of popping about this movie popping. there's a lot <laughs> there's a lot of things popping mm-hmm. <laughs> um and <laughs> We're going to try to get into, we're going to try to hit some things that we really care about, I guess. Um, so let's go ahead and go try to go through them first. Guardians will show up in this film. Yeah. Also, Thor is as big as Thor probably was in the comics in real life. Yeah. He, I, suck, he sucked that gut up into his arms. <laughs> He's distributed. He's just redistributed ah, the wealth. So he kind of, instead of like taking fat from your ass mm-hmm. and then put it in your lip he put he it, did in, his it in his arms look his muscle how do you think chris pratt you know he's over there working out got all of his muscles covered up and he's standing next to this this, this monstrosity <laughs> yeah but like look at his height difference i know there's a height difference chris, chris is probably tall no I don't chris know. is tall Compare him to everybody in Parks of Rec. He towers over everybody. Yes. Now look at him next to next to Chris. Yes, the classic TV show Parks of Rec. Parks of Rec. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you say. He said Parks of Rec. Parks of Rec. Parks of Rec. Parks and Recreation. Um, Parks and Recreation. So he's huge. You got Taika Waititi. He's playing. What's his character's name again? Korg. 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 Everybody loves Korg. Korg. I wish you. He says it with a. I was trying to say it in the accent. In the accent. Cool. Oh, hi, Thor. I'm cool. Oh, hi, Thor. This is Meek. <laughs> He's got nice hands. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a few more um, Guardians mm-hmm. that we see, or mm-hmm. people in the franchise for Guardians. Please. So, <laughs> He's got the arrow. <laughs> he do. Craglin. Is that the arrow? Craglin's got the arrow. He's the one with the arrow. I know, yeah. but I didn't. I didn't catch that. Good, good. That he's got he, this behind the scenes photo. All right, look. The, it's pretty interesting. What's up with a random dude with a mustache? Uh, he's a filmmaker. You can a mustache. Tell. So I'm allowed to have a mustache because I'm a filmmaker. Filmmaker, skinny dude. Holy crap! That man needs a sandwich. Give that man a sandwich. <laughs> They're giving all your food to Chris. <laughs> He's starving on set because Chris, <laughs> Chris is like, I'm the one who's going to be on screen. <laughs> and he's like, I'm the Mr. Hemsworth, <laughs> can I please have a hamburger? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'll just have Poor another. Guy. Yeah, he's so little, man. Oh, and he's man. really pasty. This is what Joshua would look like if he grew up. <laughs> <laughs> It looks kind of warm. I think that's a bad choice for like, why is he wearing? Never mind. He do what he wants. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we got volume four or volume three of Guardians is not the last time we're seeing the Guardians. Mm -mm. They're clearly in Thor, and I think they play a pretty big role in Thor. And their TV show that's coming. (laughs) Fake, fake, fake TV show. Fake news. That's wishful thinking. Their TV show that's coming. Fake news. Don't listen to Josh, y'all. Don't ever. <clears throat> TV show that's coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 
All right, first off, uh, they announced a while back that we will see Jane Foster. Hmm. Or a version of Jane Natalie Foster. Natalie Portman's yeah, coming back. I think she's actually, she's just going to be Thor, like female Thor. In well, ever, yeah. um, may, uh, That's, I'm pretty sure we'll uh, Screen Rant confirmed that. Actually. Or a version of Jane Foster that is Thor. So uh, let me let me skip over this and we'll come back to it. Um, and let me skip over this. So it's already Screen Rant said this. I don't know where they Sheesh. said it, but mm-hmm. I think just even by giving her the hammer and everything, we are confirming that Jane is becoming the mighty Thor, mm-hmm. which is the female Thor, mm-hmm. who do- is the one who ends up with the hammer long yeah. term. Um, so it looks like they are setting up Natalie Portman's character to become the mighty Thor, the female version. Mm-hmm. Um, there's another character that comes later that we will get into. Oh, sorry about that. Hey, I'm here to tell you guys about the Patreon. We got a Patreon going. We got a bunch of tiers that you guys can look at. You can see all the podcasts and Wacky Wonderful Show episodes a week early. So definitely head over there, find a tier that fits, you know, what you want to watch and enjoy. I'll let you get back to the podcast. Um, But first, I want to talk about this cast, man. First off, go ahead and check out that top top, uh, corner. Gore the God Butcher. Yeah. Sick. You want to hear something interesting? Uh, I read this. Christian Bale said, I have, I'm uninterested in ever doing Marvel superhero stuff. Apparently, Taika Waititi went to him and said, Christian, will you just read the script and then get back to me? He won over Christian to be in the movie, Taika Waititi, by the interesting nature of the character yeah. in the script. So where I'm, I have high hopes for this film, and I'm guessing he's the villain. Obviously, mm-hmm. yeah. um, I believe Gore the God Butcher is literally it's in the name. He butchers no. gods. Well, he apparently I think he was like crafted by some other people to mm-hmm. be a god killer, and that's yeah. he's the villain for the for the thing. I'm not super read up on comics. You know what make him zero read up? A really good villain. What if they just just put a little makeup? Got oh, rid of, oh, got rid of the... just lasered it right off. Yeah. yeah, I think they did that to Tom Holland. You think they got rid of a mole? He had one on his chin. Did he? For years. He, he I think he did. This probably he possible. doesn't anymore. I'm gonna Google pro- this. It's probably. I think I know what well, you're yeah, talking let's, about. Let's stay on this top. What are you doing? I want to Google Tom. The Holland's people mole. can. Do, <laughs> the people can Google Tom Holland's. Mole. But uh, we won't get confirmation. I want to talk about Russell Crowe as Zeus. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. The thing is, there's so many things to talk about. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, all these characters we know. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. We got them. But yes. Zeus, Zeus. Zeus? Well, Christian Bale and Zeus are the big returns, or the big starts, and then Natalie Portman's the return. Yeah. Well, Zeus hasn't been in any of That's these. That's what I'm saying. No, uh, Christian yeah, Bale. return. Uh, yeah. He's Gore and Zeus are newcomer. new. Uh, Natalie's the return. The big return. So, uh, do you think, so, you know, Russell's become... Last time I saw him, he's a little bit. I of think Batman. he's gonna p- play a more Anthony Hopkins, oh, Odin yeah, yeah, style. Yeah, he, yeah, he's definitely Rogues, gonna be like this old, yeah, beard. You know, do you think we'll see him? You know, handle any lightning? Absolutely. Yeah, we Dude, might. Zeus we might. throwing lightning against Thor throwing lightning. Ooh, sick. That's oh, and uh, and. Uh, you know, Jane Foster's Thor throwing lightning 
And a three-way if, lightning throw. But there could be a fourth. There could be a fourth, and we'll get to that in a second. I'm so excited. So let me let's go to this other list. <laughs> oh, okay, first, I'm just saying I'm very excited about Christian Bale. Yeah. Um, the fact because the thing is, I trust <clears throat> for the most part, I trust Christian Bale's nature on artistic expression mm-hmm. and choosing roles that. Because I I know Christian Bale has been an actor since childhood. Mm. He is one of we've talked about on this podcast. Played a better before. Batman than Robert Pattinson. Well, he he's we, yeah, an, we don't even know yet. <laughs> he is a an actor mm. who sees the craft as an art form and not as um, you know a way to be a superhero to make good money. Ah, to, yeah. He he's so, pre- so pretentious. Yes. You're saying pretentious. Absolutely. Yeah, pretentious. No, he is definitely above roles. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, um, you got to have, you got to so draw your line in yeah, the sand. But so is Jake Gyllenhaal, you know? They're, yeah. They're, there's a whole a whole list of people that are like tried and uh, proven just in it for the craft of acting. <clears throat> I, I hear what you're saying, but I'm not a fan of Jake Gyllenhaal's character in Marvel. You don't have to be a fan of everything they've done. Mm. I'm just saying. You're whack. He killed that role. Well, killed he, it. He did a great he, he, role. It he was just a crash role. Good, but it's just a, I didn't like the. I the, didn't like that. The character. The itself. character. It's not. He, was, nothing he, he embodied he everything that. Yeah. Character. No. Yeah, he did a great job. Perfect yeah, on-screen version. It was a weird. Though. It was a weird. A weird villain to choose mm. for a second film. In a Star Wars. You guys role. are whack. Star Wars role. I mean, uh, did he just say a Star Wars Spider-Man pretentious? Pretentious. Look, I'll take it. Us? <laughs> if you, if you want to label me as pretentious, look, I'm just saying I trust Christian Bale's intuition. Yeah. And I believe that if, if I'm being thinks, really honest, and this is not going to win me any points mm. with the audience, but I'm entitled a little bit. I didn't enjoy Ragnarok as much as everyone else did. Yeah, I know. And a big that, part of the, it the, is because of Hulk. Yeah, because they, they absolutely totally like just undercut words. The, Hulk. the words I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah, no, I would. I wanted it to be Hulk and Thor yeah. throughout the movie. Hulk and Thor. Hulk and, Hulk Thor. and Thor. I mm-hmm. thought it was going to be like a what buddy about cop. Thor and Hulk, or Thor and Hulk. Either way, I thought it was going to be a buddy cop movie through space mm-hmm. or on Sakar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's not what it was. That's not what we got. No. Now there was aspects of Ragnarok that were a lot of fun. Oh yeah, a lot of fun. But you know there was issues. I, I am. Was, I was disappointed with Hella. She was my big disappointment. Okay. She had no character development. But what I think this character mm-hmm. could be a really good bad guy. Yeah, and the thing is, I I would I personally at this point trust Christian Bale to look at a screen play story like Ragnarok and say this has a lot of things that are uninteresting to me mm-hmm. because he's seen all the other Marvel films and said they are uninteresting to him. Mm. He took this script by Taika Waititi and said, I'm interested. Yeah. So mm. I trust that. I believe this might be one of my favorite, hopefully, because yeah. of, honestly, because of Christian Bale alone. And because of Russell Crowe. What about Russell Crowe? Uh, you know, are you gonna Russell Crowe said Russell yes Crow? to that Noah role. That is true. Yeah, that, I totally um, forgot about that. That kind of um, I, I'm I'm take at risk of crow and then Noah and then throw it over there. It yeah. doesn't count. <laughs> so, you know, seeing what Taika Waititi's done in the past, mm-hmm. 
He's a great filmmaker. Oh yeah, I'm and not I questioning think, that. And I think he brought Thor back on the right track with yeah. Ragnarok, even though there are some, you know, things that aren't as great in Ragnarok as they could have been. But I think if this movie continues on that mm-hmm. direction, I think it'll be really good. Yeah, making improvements. Yeah, definitely making improvements. Now, next line. Uh, this is. What about Jason over here? She, Jason as new as Guardian, uncredited. Yes. Uh, so it's interesting. Do you, I think they're actually are hiding? Um, wait, as actor Odin? Oh, yeah, as so, actor. So Odin. he played that as actor, actor Thor. Odin. Yeah. As act. Uh, be on the previous yeah, one. Damon. As actor Loki. Okay. And Luke. Luke Hemsworth. As well. Yeah. So. Uh, Returning Jamie up at the top. Yeah, we haven't seen Sif in a long time. Yeah. Feels like forever. Last and time we saw her was in Loki. Yeah. Yeah. And she was just like mm-hmm. a reoccurring dream. Mm-hmm. The show? Mm-hmm. Loki? It hasn't been that long. Yeah, but I mean, that w- she was only in it for like one scene, but we haven't seen her in a Thor movie yeah. in a while. Yeah. True. So um, what do you think about, was Sam Neill in the other one? Yeah. Oh, okay. Then never mind. <laughs> But there are aspects of Ragnarok I can't remember for some reason. But that aside, let's get into something interesting. Yeah. So the we already weapons. addressed we already addressed this. Mm-hmm. New weapons. Uh it's been confirmed according to Screen Rant that Jane Foster is going to become Thor woman. I don't know how she's going to gain these powers, but she's gonna. I think it's going to be an alternate dimension. Yeah, it's not going to be timeline. The timeline we think of is Jane Foster. Oh, it's not going to be the yeah. Jane. Oh, That's yeah. That's I'm saying. Uh, it's going to be a version of Jane Foster. Okay. Jane Foster. That makes more sense to me. Um, and then we have the issue of weaponry. Yeah. That and doesn't this... look like a hammer. Now, it also doesn't look like the... Yes? The other axe, either Stormbreaker, Stormbreaker. Yes, and if according to canon, there are big, there are like three big weapons mm-hmm. that surround the Thor universe. Obviously, we have the hammer, which does end up falling into the hands of the, Mjolnir. the mighty Thor, See, Mjolnir. Now, yeah. I figured um, um, what happened. The the events that I've seen is usually it's Thor has this one Mjolnir mm-hmm. uh, and then he makes Stormbreaker for another character mm-hmm. and I've never seen Yarnbjorn. So there's theories, this is not confirmed, but mm-hmm. there's a lot of theories that we are going to get this weapon, yeah. Yarnbjorn, in what is that this all film. Shoulder? Because what, what we believe is going to happen is he is going to gift Hammer Mjolnir mm-hmm. to the mighty Jane. Thor, Jane. I think she's going to already have it. She might, maybe. Yeah. And then um, he has Stormbreaker. Well, what there's. over his shoulder. Is that a paw? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It, it looks kind like of a looks paw. like maybe, maybe he has like a skin or something on his. Maybe. Shoulder. This is just mm-hmm. something from the comics. Um, who is this? What? Dude, Beta Ray Bill. <laughs> who I, is this? I, so Beta Ray Bill is a is a hero from his world who, uh, in some of the comics and some of the iterations, is transporting or help transporting his people who are like in a cryo sleep through space mm-hmm. away from danger. Yeah, and he's the only one who's like awake on the ship. Mm. Um, 
in, in, in one of the TV shows I watched. Thor encounters him. Thor goes out to, to see what's going on with the ship. And, and Beta Ray Bill wakes up and starts fighting Thor. Mm. Thor throws the hammer at him. And, and, you know, it misses and lands on the ground. But then Beta Ray Bill picks it up. Mm. starts oh. channeling so he lightning has the, yeah so he's, he's worthy. worthy he's a true hero yeah what uh he's essentially con kind of he's what con uh um, from star, star trek con 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 the wrath of Khan. no he's not a villain he's a hero uh, yeah but like his crew is asleep he's transporting his oh, crew uh, so, uh, yeah sort of but He's like genetically altered by his people, at least in what I read. He like also encounters um, Hulk on mm-hmm. in the Planet Hulk storyline. Okay, Hulk is captured on Sakaar, forced to fight in the gladiatorial battles, and his final opponent is Beta Ray, Ray Bill. Bill. Hmm. And using the electricity of the hammer, which it, actually it, it breaks the things on their neck that keep them under control. But he lays the beat down on Beta Ray Bill. <laughs> he lives, but he does fly away. Okay, I need to ask. According to what like I've seen in the comics, Beta Ray Bill's weapon, Stormbreaker. Stormbreaker. Yeah. So if if they introduce him, mm-hmm. then that means he's getting Stormbreaker. If they most likely are going to, because they already created Stormbreaker. Yeah. For the shows, and she's but, gonna have the ham. She's gonna have Mjolnir. But we could see we you know. We never know what Marvel Studios is going to do with the adaptation of the characters. So we could see like an alternate reality where there was no Thor and he never made this version of Stormbreaker. And so we might see Beta Ray Bill's version, the gold Stormbreaker. See, we've opened up in multiverse so much that could be possible. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And this is... I mean, we could literally... Have a version of whore of whore. <laughs> yeah. Whore. Yep, there's those as well. <laughs> of Thor being a whore. Yeah. <laughs> Walking the streets. Um, I was gonna say Thor with a marshmallow hammer. Ding ding. You can see any version, essentially. Yes. And an infinite number of them. And we've already seen And a whore Thor. Thor. Yeah. <laughs> so look, I there's there's good evidence and mm-hmm. I think good good theorizations that there might be, you know, if they try to stay close to the comics, there might be a graduation to this new weapon. Yeah, big axe. He goes, full axe. Big axe. Full axe, man. And that is something I'm very interested in seeing. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, we could also continue to see uh, the Stormbreaker that we know alongside Beta Ray Bill's Stormbreaker. If I'm, could, could be. Yeah. I'm also going to say this. I think it's, I think they're wrapping up Thor. Right. I think they truly are wrapping yeah. up Thor as a character, even if they have story to tell yet. I think they're introducing the next generation for the Thor replacements, which is going to be the mighty Thor. Maybe if Natalie Portman signs mm-hmm. on to keep doing these. Or. Or. Beta, Beta Ray Bill. Bill. Dude. Killer or and Or and. Or what? Or and. Could be either one. Yeah, it could be both. It could be. Uh the mighty Thor and Beta Ray Bill as Thor, you know, flies off into a dimension or sacrifices himself or something, you know? I'm down. Um, so a lot could I happen love, here, but Beta they Ray definitely Bill. are introducing the next generation for the replacement of Thor. I want more the- Beta Ray Bill. You, he, he's 
there's like a statue of his head on on Sakar mm-hmm. on the uh the Grandmaster's Tower. Really? You know, where Hulk's head is kind of at the top. It's on like one of the sides is like a Beta Ray Bill head. Sick. It's kind oh, of horsey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Beta yeah. Ray Bill's head is a little horse like. Yeah. Gosh, he's cool. I mean, this, I don't know. I think this might be fan art, but it, I liked it. It's some of the coolest fan art I've seen. Yeah. Fans, we're out here. Are. Well, yeah. the thing is, we, we're participants. We're we out here no, doing I don't the best. Think I'm, I'm not a fan. Well, you don't do this kind of art. I'm not a fan. Okay. You're not a fan? Um, a fan. Real quick, we need to wrap up this opener, but I wanted to point out a few things. The act, the actor the actors. These are behind the scenes pictures. Um, it looks like a stage for the actors. Yeah, they're going to do another one of these plays. And I don't know if this is a stage or if this is like a setup in a different environment for an actual scene. Yeah. Because this looks like something. Well, it looks like the stage is still there. Yeah. So Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. But it's different. Yeah, we'll see. It's designed the same though. So yeah, we'll see what the whole point of it is. Why are they just releasing just these pictures? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Seems a little a little whack. But yeah. I'm excited to see this. Um, I think they did not this is gonna be the next big thing for Marvel since, you know, they just came out with No Way Home. And it I don't think it's probably gonna hit as hard as No Way Home did, because we're not as anticipating as much. Mm-hmm. But I think it's going to do really well. I think it could be like the best Thor movie yet. Oh, probably definitely the best yeah, Thor movie. It absolutely has potential. My hopes are there because the Christian Bale's movie. in it. Hmm. Yeah. You know? And if Christian Bale signed on, I'm like, I trust Christian. And maybe Beta Ray Bill. <laughs> maybe Beta Ray Bill. They, I think they missed out on an opportunity to have Christian Bale play Beta Ray Bill. Beta Ray Bale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you don't know how they're going to portray Beta Ray Bill. Maybe they'll ruin the character and just make him kind of eh nah also you can't you can't cast someone who's not promising anything just as like I like this one script mm-hmm. so I'm participating maybe he's uh, the god destroyer Beta Ray Bill maybe he becomes Beta Ray Bill maybe started out as Beta Ray Bill yeah yeah you think they're ch- gonna change maybe the source he, material that much they could they could well you say he was anything is possible anything is possible crafted he was crafted that's what I read online well you know Beta Ray Bill was crafted and altered to be a hero kind of like uh, Captain America Science maybe project. they created Gore maybe Gore is Beta Ray Bill before he's Beta, Beta Ray, Ray Bill, Bill. I don't know. I These don't know are either. Wacky, wonderful theories. It, you know, who knows? They are wacky and wonderful. Thanks for watching the podcast. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's over. No, it's not over. We have quite a bit to we get into. We have a lot yet. to get to. A lot. Um, we talked about veggie tales way too long. Yeah, we did. Let's roll right into the next thing. So, Patreon shout Shelby. out, Shelby. Thanks, Shelby, for being no Shelby. No Shelbys, but no Shelby. except for no you. Shelby's. Thanks for being a supporter of the podcast. We love you, Shelby. Um, next, let's go right into let's it. Let's just go in. So we're going to talk about, before Sheet. we're going to do a review of Nightmare Alley by Guillermo del Toro. Um, but we're going to, we each brought a couple ideas for tropes mm-hmm. for film noir. Yeah. And so we're going to actually, like, the besides just doing a review and our thoughts about Nightmare Alley, which we I thought was awesome, um, we're going to apply some of these tropes just to help us understand film noir a little better. I missed out on a trope. Mm. What trope did you miss out on? The Beautiful Dame trope. 
Well, that's this one. That's this one. Um, so the femme fatale, I think that's a French word. Femme fatale. Femme fatale. Femme yeah. fatale. The beautiful dame. Drug. Look, mm-hmm. there is. It's based. Well, it's not just beautiful dame. It's actually. It's also people call it. I think they call it like a man eater or something. Yeah. It's basically she's the dangerous woman. Dangerous woman. The yeah. dangerous woman. It's the one that's every man wants, and when you. When she She'll comes for you, them. she consumes. Yeah, she consumes you. And we there was a femme fatale. They warn about her in the Book of Psalms. Wait, is this yours? In the Book of Psalms. Yeah. This is the one I brought up. Oh, maybe of course Providence. you're the one who brought this up. Yes. And um, so they have that in Nightmare Alley. Actually. So she'll usually like, she'll usually either betray you or she's got her own thing going on or she's working for the villain but doesn't really want to mm-hmm. you know you see a lot of this character in the indiana jones movies yeah 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 but this is a classic thing for film noir one of the tropes um the other trope i have is high contrast there's a new word for me and this is french um knees oh, oh and scene 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 Mise en scène. I think it's mise en scène. Basically, it is. It's an actual filmmaking term. Okay. okay, and also theater term. Well, film noir is a filmmaking. It's a French term as well. It is film. Wow. Actually, I learned freaking the Germans and the French mm-hmm. really pushed inspiration for the American film noir. Yeah, I think genre. it means. Um, I think it's literally just um, black and white film. Yeah, it's film noir. Noir, yeah. But there are a lot of tropes that came along to that because it got it branched out. Yeah, in what we define as film. So what noir. is this? So basically, okay. So it's mez and sin. Mez and sin. I can. I okay. I'm gonna do this. Just bear with me. I'm literally gonna tell you what it says right here. Mise en scène. Mise en scène. Mise en scène. All right. Okay. So high contrast mise en scène. That mise en scène means essentially what is in the camera image. Mm-hmm. So all of this is the mise en scène. It originated for um, acting, like or stage stage design, stage acting. It it's literally what is in the frame of the camera or what does the audience see on stage. So mm-hmm. it's the design. So high contrast mise en scène means high contrast image. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. So everything Very darks to whites. Though the whites are really bright. The darks are really blown out. This is different from harsh shadows. Yeah. Obviously, because contrast is separating, like creating a more hard distance between the blacks and the whites in an image. And with black and white, it shows up a lot more. Harsh shadows just means like this. Well, you have to. You have to have this for a black and white film. It really accentuates everything. It's only capturing light, not color. Mm -hmm. So, um, yes, it's but the high contrast, because the thing is like, a lot of times you could see movies today since a, a choice, you know, might be something like what we see in Ozark. Everything's very flat. They don't expand it too much. It's yeah. not high contrasted. It's also not very high saturated either. Yeah. So, but this is like opposite ends of the spectrum. It's just high contrast. So that is a trope. And I got to learn two new things in the process. So I went with the smoking is cool trope. (laughs) Uh, Smoking is cool is a trope that we often see in the film noir to indicate um, who our badass is. Yeah. Because your badass usually has a cigarette in his mouth. Oh, you're, you're not a protagonist and antagonist and, and or antagonist. Pretty yeah. much anybody that shows up on screen usually has a cigarette. Yeah. This is not film noir, but the Joker movie. 
clearly Mm -hmm. threw in the smoking and it kind of gave this emotion that was it it was insane which is another big reason why we have it. Yeah, you'll intro. see it in you'll you'll see it in like Cowboy Bebop, mm-hmm. which is very neo film noir. You know, Spike's always smoking a cigarette. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it it indicates that your character is a badass. Like the, yeah, and you know, it also it, and and because they are a badass, that oh, I'm gonna get cancer in twenty years. Don't care. Don't they don't care because they're probably going to die. Could take my life tomorrow. Yeah, really shows off what kind of character the mindset of the character. Yeah, and that actually is it shows off the character a little bit. But there's a there's a lot of nuances to the smoking is cool trope. You see it so much. It is plus this was the 40s. Yeah, and people Mm -hmm. people thought doctors were recommending Marlboros because they're paid by the company to do so. Um, other. The inner monologue. Inner monologue. So the inner monologue really. <laughs> uh, what about the the coat? The coke. The mm, coat. The, the coat. Oh, the coat. <laughs> well, yeah, that's that's a given. But the inner monologue is such a big thing. You know, it's like when well, I was at the. I was, yeah, yeah, I was yeah. at the office late at night. It was one of those slow evenings where I had a lot of paperwork and taxes <laughs> to go through. Mm-hmm. And it's usually in a clipped, short word, simple format. But with he's a beautiful name. Yeah, with a lot of um, what are the what, like idiom? Not idioms. Um, Homonyms. No, adjectives. When, when you're making a reference, comparing. Oh, comparisons. Compare like a lot of comparisons. Okay. And oh, there's yeah, another yeah. word I'm looking for, but I can't think of it. Where your character is like, you know. Uh, you know, Two she years. she she was a burnet. She walked in late at night, eight oh one. She had legs that went on for miles. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, she 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 walked in with the grace of a she. tiger into a bur- Burmese orphanage. She. You know, <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah. And it just so so the comparisons. That's where the action is. Yeah, you know. Where you know she walks in like a tiger in a Burmese orphanage. Just the elaborate descriptors, the elaborate descriptions and mm-hmm. comparisons, and the in the clipped kind of way of talking, as if you know he's a man of business, but he's also, you know, he's got that ability to improv and mm-hmm. that creativity. In yeah, it. put him on a stage. Yeah, with a microphone. With a microphone, he'll yeah. entertain the people by I, just talking. Normal. It's one of the. It's one of those ones that I love, and I'm gonna send you guys a video after this. <laughs> Uh, of a video on YouTube that is criminally underrated. It has Criminal. like 18,000 views. Well, like throw its title out. 28, uh, it's like. Oh, just a YouTube oh, video. Oh, it's uh, Dick Diamond, Private Eye. Dick Diamond, Private Dick, Eye. D- sure, I want to watch it is, Dick Diamond. It is five minutes long and it is everything a film noir should be. Okay. It has all the tropes okay. with. No, I think it's got like all of them. <laughs> okay, we'll we'll, all right. we'll judge that later. Yeah. Two more tropes. Yes, mystery man. So, mystery man, I I wanted the photo of checking into a hotel because mm. that's what it is. It's a dark rainy night. This mystery man drives up or walks into the hotel. I need a room for the night. Mm-hmm. And then, who is this man? What does he do? Why has he come to this small town? Mm. We don't know this man. That is now. Let me ask you this: Can this mystery man be a mystery to every other character? But he's the protagonist, so we know who he is. Yeah, sure. But mm-hmm. he's a he mystery man also, to all the other characters. Like he could also, yeah, yeah. He could also be yeah. the villain because this happens in the Invisible Man. Oh, but yeah. he comes in with the mask wrapped, with the hat, and yeah, the coat, yeah. 
and he checks into the hotel mm-hmm. and nobody knows who he is. Mm-hmm. Spoilers, um, he's invisible. I, I couldn't find that, that <laughs> photo, but this is what I've got and it's, it's kind right. of blurry. But, and it also could be, we're going to talk about this later, Humphrey um, mystery and that's what the story is, trying to figure out who this man is. What's his agenda? What's, what's his story? Even if they give a sneak peek at the beginning, maybe we don't. I was like, what, what, what's this that we're seeing at the beginning? Yeah. yeah. Going forward. That is one of the coolest fedoras. Look, it's got perfect amount of tilt. You know, it's, it's, I tried doing the, the fedora side. thing. It's, it wasn't acceptable perfect. in today's the, the day The band and is age. nice and wide and thick. Mm-hmm. Looks like something Perry the Paul. All he has to do is wear. bend his neck a little and then I want him to say, Cobb Vance. <laughs> <laughs> Cobb Vance isn't wearing a fedora. <laughs> no, the, you know. But it's got that, just tilt his head a little bit. Got that man of mystery thing. Let me just interrupt for one moment. If you are into production of any kind, if you create content for YouTube, you make short films, you do freelance work like weddings, well, I have news for you. It's a pain in the butt to get music that's copyright free, that's going to work for you and is high quality, that doesn't sound like trash or something from the early 2000s. Let me tell you the solution. It's Soundstripe. Go to soundstripe.com. You can actually sample out all their music, see what kind of stuff they have. But I want to tell you something. If you want to get a subscription for Soundstripe, you can get a 10% off deal if uh, on your first purchase. And that is by using the promo code WISEWORKS10. But I want to warn you, if you don't use the link in the description on this video or in this podcast, well, then you won't get it. So I want to encourage you, if music, royalty-free music is something that you want, in my opinion, the best one out there is Soundstripe. But don't get it. I swear I didn't mean to do that for a Shh, let me get through this. Let me get this. Stop talking. Stop talking. So if you need royalty-free music for any kind of content creation in this wonderful year of 2022, well, check out Soundstripe. In my opinion, it's the best. Use the link in the description and uh, let them know that we sent you by using promo code WISEWORKS10. That's WISEWORKS10. So don't don't switch slides yet. Oh. Stay here. Okay. Um, good say. We, we had a lot of good tropes, a lot of good, you know story driving tropes a lot of thought provoking you know real cool things yeah so i wanted to go kind of a little humorous yeah well yeah. you're i feel like you're just acknowledging something i'm acknowledging something that's that's it's a trope that no one else seems to acknowledge are you ready what yeah. do you mean this is absolutely a trope it's definitely a trope okay that's fine you ready for me to change yeah all right <laughs> <laughs> To the Asian cook trope. Yeah, yeah. You see this quite a bit. Yeah, actually. I don't know why. Um, and I, I think it comes from the uh, uh, the skill set of, mm. you know, that a lot of Asian dudes came over and, you know, they knew how to cook. They worked in kitchens and stuff. And so they were very skilled. They put a lot of hours into it. And so you saw them in big restaurants and things. Mm-hmm. And then it made its way into movies. Mm-hmm. And so the the professional cook is the Asian guy. Yeah, uh, but they, they never specified where he was from. But they threw one in uh, the French Dispatch. French Dispatch. Yeah, yeah. Asian cook. He so, had a whole story yeah. arc. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was beautiful. It was yeah. a beautiful. Story it was a beautiful arc. story arc. Yeah. Why are we talking about film noir tropes right now? 
Why? Yeah. Well, uh, because it, in my opinion, I think it transitions well that mm-hmm. we can take some of these ideas that we've yes. explored and even shared with you and apply them to a movie we're going to review. And that happens to be a very fun film called Nightmare Alley. Nightmare Alley just came out. Um, before we watched it. I didn't notice that. Greed, lust, wrath, gluttony. Yeah. I didn't notice that. You remember me talking about this? I remember we had a full conversation. We talked at lengths about this film already. The you remember the uh we'll we'll get into it as we go. When we first started, before we we got like ten seconds, thirty seconds in, I'm like, this movie is not going to be average. It's either going to be terrible or it's going to be the best movie ever. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was the best. movie. It ever. wasn't the best movie, but ever, I but don't it was think very it was terrible. Th- Thought provoking, like. Interesting. It mm-hmm. was a it was a good watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it had a lot of interesting themes in the movie, uh, from the very beginning to the yeah. end. Oh yeah. Um, and I have sort of a, um, kind of what I think okay. Guillermo was doing with the story. Okay. Guillermo. Uh, good. Yeah, Guillermo. Guillermo. Did you want to? Did you want to start with anything? Guillermo. Uh, no, I, Guillermo. I. We have a lot of thoughts. I think, um, in my opinion, Guillermo. He brought. He he kept referencing that this is film noir, and then when it was done, he did an interview where he said, "I actually don't think it's really film noir." Yeah. He, no, he did. He said, "No, no, it's I'm only, saying I don't think it would film noir." He said, "He says he believes it is, but it wouldn't be." He said, "In the end." It was only film noir because the actors decided it was going to be. Really? It, I, the poster's not No, not, not like enough. not like a decision. He means how they portrayed the the them the characters on screen where they led the story as individual actors oh. in a Guillermo's super artistic abstract thought way of making movies. He believes that the film became film noir not because of all the tropes, but because the actors turned it into one right and and the set pieces as well were well, super film noir i think i think it was his his motivation the it, whole time well it was probably the the set pieces decided you know that they were film noir <laughs> the I'm set sorry, piece I'm sarcastic. <laughs> uh no you're right uh, he put it in the setting he put it in in the 19 what 40s or something yeah uh, 1939 to 1941 yeah and so but the actors definitely gave it a film noir. What is feel. a before we actually get into the story? Story, but um, femme have fatale. You, have you? Uh, yes. Absolutely. Um, have you ever had the the Carney fantasy? Uh, once upon a time. Yeah. And then I watched a few films, and I'm like, this is not the life for me. No. Yeah. I, <laughs> I think when I watched The Mentalist. It's a great show. Yeah, I I kind of had that carny, that, that carny fantasy that carny because pool. yeah he he was a carny and you got to be careful around about around carnival folk though. Yes, uh, yeah, very a, weird. I had, but. A, I had a carny make a dirty joke once, very off color, and we were with some women. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it was not. Did in you good know taste. this carny personally? No, it just happened. It happened, and it wasn't a mime. No, he was like running the the shoot. Little, that's carnival yeah carney anybody yeah, that works yeah. at a carnival it was like uh it was a fair that came through our town every year but man what weird. the heck man it wasn't like really nasty dirty uh it definitely 
It definitely was. It's got that patina. <laughs> no, no. Uh, but it this was a, comment had patina. It was a dirty joke. No, no, that, not, not the joke. I'm saying like the fair. When you said the fair was. Oh, oh. yeah. I would, I would say Carn- this, carnival is almost always the, fair, the, the joke. patina. No, the no. guy had some patina on him. Yeah, yeah. Mm, but yeah, rotten comment. Um, <clears throat> there's a lot that can be said. Who do you think hit it out of the park though? Uh, you got Bradley acting. Cooper, Willem Dafoe. I don't know. Those kind of are the top two for me. Uh, I think the dad character. The one that was in the bed? Mm. <laughs> that just died? <laughs> he he, man, he made like, me believe Josh he was, was like, cold. Killed it! <laughs> killed like, it! I believe that man is cold, man. <laughs> yeah. I believe it. Now, Willem Dafoe, different uh, scumbag businessman. Yeah scumbag entertainer mm-hmm. you know um it's i apparently it's illegal to have inhumane entertainment practices like geeks yeah and, which it's weird that that shouldn't be a law <laughs> <laughs> why it's pro geek <laughs> do you're so which is kind of if you see the film spoilers a little bit here and there it's the overarching yeah, narrative. Yeah. What, what did you end. call it? Because so I there's, think there's a word for it. I, I think the movie is an Ouroboros. Hmm. Ouroboros. Okay. Define Ouroboros. The Ouroboros is. Uh, Wait, don't, don't say it yet. What do you think an Ouroboros is? Um, I mean, I it's going to be pure guessing. So yeah, uh, an Ouroboros is. I didn't know what the word. It, was I think either. I think it's it's probably going to be something that feels like they introduce a concept. They explain what the concept is, or they they explain the story and then they let the story play out. No. Okay, what is an Ouroboros? No. So the Ouroboros is the symbol of the snake eating its own tail. <sighs> so you've probably seen that. Yes. It's a circle. It's a snake eating its own tail. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the symbol of the seven deadly sins. Okay. Almost always it's the symbol of the seven deadly sins. Okay. So which you see in the... In in the poster, oh, you see the seven deadly sins. Yeah, you do. It's lust, it's literally right there. Greed, wrath, envy, gluttony, sloth, pride. They they're all there. Yeah. Uh, the movie starts with not really a beginning. Yeah. It it never starts at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it was in reverse, kind of like Tenet. It wasn't in reverse. <laughs> it was in reverse though. No, it wasn't. And it doesn't. It just full full circle. And it comes full circle. Yeah. No, clearly it, the the video wasn't reversed. The fire was going in. Don't you yeah, remember yeah, that? Yeah, we did. It there, was that. There is reverse on the fire and the flames. I feel like that was an abstract thought. No, that, it was. It was all of that was. Yeah, just, yeah. It wasn't. <laughs> it, I'm not saying it was tenant. I'm just <laughs> yeah, saying yeah. yes, it was reversed. Okay, yeah. I think um, it, I think that was representing him thinking back onto something that happened in the past. Yeah. So that reverse fire is like him rewinding. But what I mind. noticed uh, was when when uh, Willem Dafoe explains the geek mm-hmm. and how the geek is, you know, kind of made. Yes. I was like, I was 90% sure about yeah, like 15 minutes after that. I was like, Bradley Cooper's... Is he going to become the geek? And then I was 100% sure when um, 
when she Kate doubles cross, cross, she crossed him. Yeah, yeah you said that. Crossed. You said once he she got double cross, he got double crossed. Then he was like, yeah, he's gonna be the geek. Yeah. Can I say I this? Didn't pick up that at all until mm-hmm. he basically started drinking mm-hmm. by the fire with the homeless guys. Oh, I picked it up on that first swallow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the first swallow. No, I I literally thought because they made such an emphasis that you you find a poor drunk who's not worth anything, uh-huh. and you you know you manipulate their behaviors and their mentality to eventually geek for you full time, and then you have them in captivity. Mm. So, in as because they made such a big point that the geek is probably a drunk. Then he doesn't drink. And mm-hmm. then when he's manipulated into drinking, I thought instantly that's turning on a switch. It's going to lead to him becoming a drunk, which naturally leads to, as we saw earlier in the film, we heard them explain, leads to geeking. So it was not a surprise to me how it ended. And I did think, I mean, I wasn't 100% sure, but I was like, ah, he's drinking. So when when the end of the movie came, mm-hmm. that's when I was like, this is an Ouroboros thing. Yes. Because they really emphasized when he goes into that, like, you know, the the hell exhibit. Yes. Um, and it shows all the seven deadly sins. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll see his reflection reflected in the mirror that's lust. Yeah. Which is one of the first things he exhibits in the that's movie. true, yeah. Uh, but he also exhibits... Um, he exhibits all the seven deadly sins. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say it probably it probably started with lust, but we see him experience. Uh, it moved to envy, I think. He well, we we see him experience envy when he's like wanting the, um, wanting to learn the like, secrets, the secrets yeah. and mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, we see wrath when he gets angry. Mm-hmm. We see. Um, uh, I would say pride. I think pride is the last one. You think pride's the last one? Yeah. What, what caused him to get to where? Yeah, it, it was definitely pride. Yeah, because when he, he thinks that he can pull off this final con, that's pride, and mm-hmm. it went before the fall. And so many people, not just one, but just I mean, two. he, you know, so he, exhibit, he exhibits do like, you know, envy and gluttony and slothfulness, all of it. Yeah. He exhibits, and then pride, and ultimately. Uh, Murder is not one of them, is it? <laughs> the seven deadly sins are. If I remember this. Lust, wrath, pride, envy, sloth, uh, Glutton. gluttony, and did I say envy? Yeah. Uh, I can just look up. I can just look it up. There's one more <clears throat> that I that I I know it's in there, but yeah, too much. Uh, lust, envy, gluttony, wrath, sloth, pride, greed, greed. I think you're missing greed. Yeah, probably greed. I didn't say. I think you're missing greed. Um, but yeah, that's the seven deadly sins, and I think the movie was. I think that tone went all throughout the movie. I think yeah. the movie was very Ouroboros themed. Absolutely, and the greed, the greed showed up. You think so? You think pride was the last one, mm-hmm. and greed was probably the second to the last one, where that that thought of making money. With the idea of saying like, oh, it's going to set me up for the future mm-hmm. and I'm just going to do this risky thing. You well, know? I think I think he exhibits all of them. But he was already probably multiple so times at different mm-hmm. yeah. things. 
Um, but, but yeah, he was making money. I think that's mm-hmm. where like the uh, slothfulness comes in, <clears throat> and the gluttony comes in. I don't well. want to get into specifics with people who haven't seen it, but why he very much honed in on the scene where he knew the lady had a gun in her purse. Mm-hmm. I don't understand that scene. I don't understand how he knew there was a gun in the purse at all. Well, so, it was just mentalism. He, yeah, he, it was well, deducted. You no, know, but he he deducts he deducts specific things that are very that are that could be true in someone's life. Well, like how the, did he like the nickel, call it the gun, the nickel yeah. plated gun with the pearl handle. Mm-hmm. When she held up her purse, my first thought was, she says, "What's in my purse?" I thought a gun. The first gun I thought was a silver gun with pearl handles. Yeah, she seems well, like the kind of lady who carry a silver gun with pearl handles. Well, if you know about gun designs, you can deduct that. I mean, yes, but I'm saying why did he guess gun and why? Because then that's what got her and him working together. He wanted to. It was a risk on his part. But he wanted but, to embarrass her because she was like. Oh, you're using hand like mm-hmm. uh, verbal semantic symbols with each other, and um, all you know, it's mentalism, and you're not yeah. really you're a fraud. Also, so he he decided I'm going to embarrass her. Yeah, point out that there's a gun in her purse because she doesn't think that I know that, and mm. humiliate her. And she decided that you know what would have been a better story fly. is if Red John came out and killed his wife and kid. <laughs> Look, <clears throat> I don't think all the people know what you're referencing. No, they don't. We should. Stay a lot on of this. people don't. Though. Look, I, Dude, the, the thing is, show. that scene is pivotal. No, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it's probably one of the most pivotal scenes because that is what sets him up for the downfall. He could make a mistake and get away with it, but it was her mm-hmm. that ultimately took him down. Yeah, because of that scene, because he embarrassed and, her, and yeah. she, she decided, "I'm going to take this guy down." Well, the thing is, she's a She's a psychologist. Mm-hmm. So she 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 apparently enjoys kind of this dirt on people. She enjoys this manipulation of people. And like most so psychologists. She just, well, she <laughs> like most psychologists. Um, look, look, she there he was a hard case but a fun toy for her. They're both you know? different <clears throat> kinds of predators. You know, mm-hmm. uh, and she felt threatened by him. And so she decided to use him at, so that she could destroy him. Yeah. And steal basically everything. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't think it was about the money for her. Even at one point she says, like, I don't want yeah. the money. I, she did want money, but I think it was she didn't. That wasn't the joy she got out of it was the money. She wasn't she was just like, I think she was like, number one, I can seduce this guy. Take that from him. Mm-hmm. I can take money from him, yeah. and I can take his pride. Yes, there was quite a few scenes in this movie that, in a good way, made me feel super uncomfortable. Yeah, how do you mean? <laughs> in a good way? It. I mean, in a in a good in a way storytelling that, way. So it means they're being effective. Yeah, it made you feel so uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, he punched that dude's face off, man. Yeah, his, his nose. nose. He had blood splurting out of his see now Josh <laughs> skull I, Josh holes. mentioned a theory when we were watching it. Josh was like, he thought that that guy had something to do with Bradley Cooper's family. Oh, and that's yeah, why yeah, he yeah, was trying yeah, yeah. to get at him. And I was like, yeah, that's a really well. Great no, he said he said I I've heard a lot of women, mm-hmm. and I thought 
his mom, because there, his mom wasn't really part of the story at all, mm-hmm. except for we knew, I guess maybe he was kind of close with his mom or like, I don't know what, I can't remember exactly what they said. The, I thought he was getting revenge for his mom because mm-hmm. he hurt his mom. when he Yeah. Was and I thought, ago. yeah, that's a great observation. Mm-hmm. I, you know, that would be a really it would be an interesting twist. element to the story, but I think the it didn't pr- it ultimately didn't prove what they were trying to. Yeah, the movie was about say the movie's about what you're saying. Yeah. It's about his experience on the way, like on the way up and then on the way down. Yeah, because of the seven deadly sins and his experience mm-hmm. along the journey, they're just telling his story, and it could be anyone's story that is a little bit fantastical in the middle where you develop a skill and you use it and then all of a sudden someone backstabs you and then you're back and then you're down in the gutters and you can't climb back out that's what his story is so Mm -hmm. and even with film noir in general there's the whole mystery side of things but if you look at the classic film noirs it's not like big reveals kind of but it's more just about we're telling a story well, this yeah. one, this, this, yeah, I don't know what I was going to say. Oh, the, uh, I was going to say this was a long movie mm-hmm. um, and it, it, it at times felt like it was kind of plotting, mm-hmm. but you, 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 it kept you going. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. You were, you were looking for that story. You were looking behind every corner, like what's going to happen next. Mm-hmm. And it's not often that we get to see movies where we're following just like the worst character. Yeah. He yeah. is the worst guy. What well, yeah, he really sucks. That's a film noir trope that yeah. we didn't mention is the anti-hero protagonist. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He was He seemed nice at the beginning when he was trying to help the geek. Well, I think that well he was he was sympathetic, but that was a beautiful callback to mm-hmm. say like, well, this is ultimately where you're landing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's why he was laughing. That's why it ended the way he it also did. had a cigarette in his mouth the majority of this the movie. whole time, except yeah. for right now. Yeah, but he had a cigarette very often. You wanna? You guys wanna five words or less? It is it? Is it? Are you able to five words? Is that Guillermo? <laughs> <laughs> it is. And look at the way he's wearing that mask, bro. It's hilarious. Uh, that's Guillermo. And that's the cast. And he's even got a cigarette right now. He's, he's like, I'm cigarette. ready to fire yeah. this bad boy up. Let's go. Develop a little bit of a habit here in the film <laughs> of this movie. Yeah. Uh, Look at that big box of cigars. I know. It's all beautiful. Um, mm, spicy. Mm, spicy. So this is what you were talking about earlier when you said that flame was in reverse, in reverse. Joshua. No, no. Uh, the hole he's in the floor. He's thinking of the hole in the floor one. Yes. Yeah, but it's in this location. Yes. It's in the house that he burns. Um, I'm just flipping through these because I think we should acknowledge some of these visuals. Uh, his character. Mm. Yeah. We haven't even brought him up. No. Nor have we really the, brought up her either. You know. He was the... The look up his. Well, name. these were uh, these. I, I'm, he was the former mentalist. Steve. Yeah, the, his name the, was Steve. What do you call him? Like the the guy who teaches him the mentor. Mentor, mentor character. Yeah. Yes, that's the word I'm looking for. See now, uh, I thought that he maybe accidentally. I think he accidentally slipped him like the wrong oh yeah alcohol. it doesn't say that but you they kept saying that they don't specify but i was like he's either gonna give that the wrong alcohol to him on purpose or accidentally but they never 
Well, that's the thing, though. We're always looking for twists. We're always looking for <laughs> intrigue. Maybe that's they, not the point of this film. Yeah, maybe yeah. they want the point you of this to film think that. is they're just telling his story, right? You know what I mean? And directors these days just—I mean, Guillermo is genius, mm. but a lot of directors, these Puritan directors, that's the most interesting thing to them. Yeah, that's why you know the power of the dog is such a big deal right now and is being nominated for an oscar or yeah, he's it, one of the oscar nomina- nominees you know and i watched it yes it's beautiful character development not much story development you know what right. i mean um like there's just like two big things that happened and benedict was great in it but it's not super interesting this was a similar not not the same but it like the story doesn't engage you it's the characters the interacting with each other that engages you. Yeah, and the stakes aren't like, you know, world-ending stakes. He's trying to make money using It's these. It's not that Wagyu fresh. It's right. more like Walgreens cheapo. I mean, not Walgreens, uh, it's Food Lion steak. I don't understand the steak. metaphor. What Wagyu steak? I know what Wagyu steak is. You said the steaks weren't. Oh, oh, I got you. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, the steaks weren't Wagyu. They were. They were like. Cheap they were more like Kobe. Line. They were Kobe his name, beef. His name's Pete. Kobe's pretty Pete good. Still, by, yeah, but it's not Wagyu. David Strathern. 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 He's in a lot of. He's in a lot of stuff, and I think he's a really good actor. Oh, brilliant. Um, but yeah, no, he's. And he's got a cigarette. Uh, Talking about things. Uh, yeah, no, the, it felt like the stakes weren't like my, he wasn't like trying to entertain the entire city in New York. He was just trying to con people. Yes. And important people so that he could get their money. And, you know. What a crazy twist it was when he, Pete mentions that good Christian people like, will do terrible things Mm -hmm. and then they show the scene with that couple that he did a little with their son julian you remember he did like a speak to the dead seance thing with her or or not a seance but like a a reading yeah of their dead son julian she's crazy that i saw that coming out of nowhere out of nowhere yeah that was crazy that was nuts um if you haven't seen it I don't, I don't want to spoil that for you because that's actually a big heart-dropping moment that happens <laughs> that you weren't expecting. Um, so I won't say that. It's a crazy movie. I would definitely say go into the movie with caution. Yeah, this, this <laughs> it's got a lot of adult themes. So don't, yes. don't bring your kids. So there was something I needed to look up. Oh, I was right. So the whole time I was looking at actress Rooney Mara. She was the one who played... The lady? The lady. No, mm-hmm. not 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 the... The wife? His wife? Molly. 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 The one that played Molly. And I, I was like, I know her face. I know her face. Yeah. Where do I know her face from? And then halfway through, I'm like, <laughs> it's with Daniel's uh, dra- girl with the dragon tattoo. Okay, yeah, Daniel Creed. And so I haven't oh, confirmed yeah. it till just now. Yes, she is. Let me see. The girl with the dragon tattoo. Interesting. Oh, oh, yeah. Daniel Craig. Craig. Five Um, words or less. Yeah. Uh, Hmm. Five Hmm. words or less. (laughs) 
<clears throat> Oof. Makes me excited for Pinocchio. Ah. Because I loved it. I, I really did. I think Guillermo's, Guillermo's. I think I'm I think just going to go with what I said before. Could be good, could be bad. That's four, but that's what I'm going to say or less. What does that mean? The movie was, I, I found it good, but there, some people might not. It wasn't an average movie. Some people are going to be like, that's the worst movie. I hated that. Or they're just going to be like, that's, that's a work of art. Yeah, no. that's how I feel about it. Mm. It is absolutely a work of art, whether people want to acknowledge that or not. Yeah. Uh, mine would probably be, be good. Not really my forte. 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 Style. forte. Well, you're a sci-fi man. Oh. No, no, no. I love film noir type movies mm-hmm. and neo-noir movies. But you, You're the, not a drama guy. Well, no, I like dramas as well. But the movie had a feeling of... Um, I don't know. It, it felt like it was going a lot of places mm-hmm. all the time um, and not ending up in a lot of places until the very end. Yeah. You know, the movie felt like it was kind of doing, doing a lot of different things and setting up a lot of different things without a huge ton of payoff or, you know, like a ton of mm-hmm. interesting payoff until the very end when I was like, oh, crap, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I look at it and I say the frustrations with that concept is the fact that it feels like real life, Mm -hmm. you know, and like I said before, Puritan directors are super interested with telling real life stories. Yeah. Every so often in real life, you have some payoff, Mm -hmm. but rarely. Yeah. And so they're telling in an artistic way. These kind of real life stories, they're just telling stories, mm-hmm. but they're focusing more on the way they tell the story. Like the fact that you were picking up on the seven deadly sins, those mm-hmm. little nuances, those are the things that are telling the yeah. story. Those are the uh, the subliminal messaging mm-hmm. of the story that you're picking up on that these artists are communicating everywhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if you if you don't just take it at face value and then forget it then you have a crappy opinion about it but if you really dig in you can't help but appreciate even if it wasn't your kind of thing but i mean that last shot that was like the longest shot of bradley cooper just laughing (laughs) that was the most beautiful scene in the movie to me well because he knew exactly what the geek yeah he knew what he He knew what he was signing up for should I try to find it on YouTube? No, it's all right. They got to yeah. watch the movie right. to, to see that. Get that payoff. Uh, we never, you, we want to rate the film or no? Uh, I say nine out of 10. Whew. I thought, it was pre- I thought it was fantastic. The six for me. Six? Okay. Seven. Straight up seven. Yeah. But not because of style. Style? Everything I expect from Guillermo del Toro. Mm -hmm. Everything I expect. Characters, I expected all of that. Mm. Just uh, some story elements. I need to to point out one thing. Almost every shot, especially night shot inside of the doctor's office, Uh I was just freaking out about. Yeah, that was with the snow going through the windows too? Yes, but check this out. Look at the color difference on the face. Yeah. Blue hitting this way, right? 
all, and then the, the glow from the orange hitting this way. I mean, we do color difference often in film, but it's easier to do it background, foreground. It's a lot different and very thoughtful to say color difference, hitting both on the side, shadow, half side, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like shadow center face, slightly off, mm -hmm. and then color difference across the face. That's beautiful filmmaking. And then to contrast it with on the side of the frame that the cool colors are in the background, you got color difference. Mm -hmm. They just, it's everything so thought through. I mean, I could go through any of these images, maybe not that one. I can go through any of these images and just think, what fantastic what visual storytelling. Is that what you're going for? Yeah. My goodness. Sometimes it's very simple, but sometimes it's just complex. Yeah. Like even that. Everything was golden during the day in her mm -hmm. office. Everything was golden. Good stuff. Um, this was a little bit boring of visually because it's just soft, you know? Yeah. Easy to do. Well, that's our review of Nightmare Alley. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, we have one final Ladies thing. Ladies and gentlemen. Um, but before we do that, don't forget about the Midnight Special that comes out on Fridays at 10 p.m. Um, you can listen to it on Spotify or any of the other audio platforms. And if you want to watch it, the video version of the Midnight Special, mm. you can go to Patreon, select a tier that includes the video version of the Midnight Special, subscribe to it, and we'll thank you for doing that, but you can enjoy it there. Mm. So if you want to watch the Midnight Special, just head over to the Patreon. We greatly, greatly appreciate it for you to support us and you'd get a shout out um, at some, well, you get a chance at a shout out and uh, maybe even your name in the credits, so. Yes, sir, yes, sir. Um, last thing. Last my, thing. Terrible tear. My terrible tear. Okay. Any setup for this or you want to just roll? Nah, let's just roll into it. All right. Uh, Matrix, what was Resurrection. it? Resurrection. Resurrections. I'm disappointed. Now, let me just say this. I, I too was disappointed. No, no, no. I kind of, I, I wouldn't say it's a great movie, but I enjoyed the story. I think the story, there was something there here. Yeah, but there was something there uh, doth not make a great movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> These like side characters, even uh, more Morbius, more mm, yeah, you know that fellow. <laughs> I didn't care about any of them. They you did know, not make me like them. the The only thing the story had going for it was Keanu Reeves and uh, like Neo and Trinity's relationship was mm -hmm. the only thing the story had going for it everything else was kind of what boring so neo has long hair jaden you know. i'm not uh jaden uh smith yeah this boring pink it boring i was so bored can i say this um i'm okay with this being on the list obviously because you had the freedom to pick it mm -hmm. um i didn't watch it and I could have watched it many times. You watched it before me, and then you said- I thought you watched it. Severely disappointed. Severe, I was severely disappointed. And so I said, the, why am I gonna waste my time? Like I can well, I can actually enjoy things that you say, ah, it wasn't really my thing. It didn't feel like- But if like, you say terrible or disappointing severely or something like that, I'm like- in the terrible tier list, so- I mean, it, 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 it didn't feel time. like Neo ever made any progress mm. um, with his- 
powers or no, with what he yeah. was trying to do. <laughs> and I understand it's like they wanted to set her up. She, like she's his counterpart. Mm-hmm. You know, she she can develop the abil- same abilities he can. Mm-hmm. Um, but they should have started on that line early in the movie and showed her developing sort of on a similar path path that he did in the first movie and try him without the powers that he's used to or that yeah. he once had trying to get to her uh but she doesn't know that you know and it, it lacked some of the greatest parts of the first movie mm-hmm. you know his the, the the flying the believing the bullet time the, he believed in fairies in there also, the, the, just the yeah, wild yeah. concept for the story. Yeah. The, the wild concept that the world is a computer code. The Well, and that was part of the, the first movie was, you know, when he uh, when he first really experiences his ability to manipulate the Matrix. He does this thing where he takes a deep breath in and the world around him. Yeah, he could do he goes, whatever. He goes and the world goes. Mm-hmm. And warps around him, and that that felt really cool. Yeah, this, this, he only did force push. He was like force pushing everything. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was saying. Like he's force pushing right now. Force change, pushing right now. Change <laughs> the world. Your uh, change your environment. Don't force push. Yeah, yeah. So just that, all around, it felt it felt lackluster. Let me ask you this: since I didn't watch it, is it mostly just action fan service more than it was no, story fan service? It was. And I enjoyed the story of the game part. Mm-hmm. That's what I enjoyed. That's why I don't want think it's one hundred percent bad because I enjoyed the game. I don't story think it's one hundred percent bad either. Um, I think it was definitely. Let's make let's continue on something that has worked in the past, mm-hmm. and try to get some more money out of this when they should have just left it alone. Okay, yeah, so in your well, opinion, they're they're trying to resurrect something that something that worked dead. in the past well, they were they even no, mentioned no, that in the movie dead. they just don't need to make any more like we need to make a, a f- like a fourth matrix game because he was a game developer in mm-hmm. this like when they rewrote his memories mm-hmm. and, and i like that that i that, I, that, that was part. an interesting aspect but they got way too meta with it mm-hmm. <laughs> they got really meta with it and I don't know. The The story elements were lacking All right. for me. It, they felt like they were there and had potential. But the moment they were introducing like her character. Blue hair? Blue hair. Yeah. At the very beginning, I was not interested in her character. Okay. I was like, okay, she's jumping through. But once Neo appears on screen. You're like, awesome. I don't ever want to see her again. <laughs> and then she comes back and you're, and you're like, like, I already right. said I didn't want to see right, her okay. again. And then by the end of the movie, you still have no connection to her character whatsoever. <laughs> That's a big fat bummer, especially since these uh, the trailers got us so many views on YouTube. Yeah, they were cool trailers. They, they, even the whole teaser thing that we didn't find, we made a video and then found it later. Oh, yeah. The whole like hidden thing. That was a fun. That was fun. Yeah, that was cool. That was fun fan interaction. And then to tee up a movie that ultimately, I think I, I don't know what this got on Rotten Tomatoes. I saw... Somewhere that it had no. three stars out of five. Yeah, they're, the fans I don't think were. I don't think the fans are the it. best Let's happy see. with it. I want to. I actually want to see what the Rotten Tomato score is. That's cool. But Rotten Tomatoes. I know a lot of people that just got HBO Max to watch it, and then they're like, "Ah, oh, it wasn't even worth the fifteen bucks." Yeah, it's going to be on the Wise Works terrible tier list for twenty twenty one. 
Uh, it got us. It actually got a sixty-three. Okay, and a, and a sixty-four yeah, from the audience reviews. That's, okay. that's, that's anything still fresh. No, yeah, but that's still. If you're in school, that's still failing grade. True. <laughs> Dang, that's absolutely true. It's yeah, not, you're right. It's not passing. All right. Everybody else has to go based on these stupid test like algorithms and say like if you get a seventy or below, mm-hmm. you failed. You know. Hollywood same standards. Yeah, you failed. If if it's below seventy, you you didn't do super failed. great. Now we don't we don't fault Keanu. Yeah, <laughs> of course not. He's a he's a nice man. But yeah, we'll throw this up on the terrible tier list at the end of the season, and yep. we'll rank them. Yep, so. we'll rank uh all rank all the terrible. I think teams. I think this is going to be above uh quite a few movies. Yeah, as far as um, it's you know like how good it was. Yeah. I think it's going to be better than a couple other movies that are going to be on the list. Is your so, camera off, Joshua? That it is off. I don't know when it stopped. It was going for a while. All right. Well, let's just let's just say goodbye. I'm yeah, sure, let's wrap it up. I'm sure it's uh it's fine. It's all good. Let's all wrap right, it up. Well, thank you for watching everybody. Yeah, thank you guys. All right. That's it. That's it. That was a long episode. It was. It felt like a long. Yeah. Episode. Do you think the uh, the film noir tropes worked though? Did you, did you, were you able to start to see the? the yeah, the I think we were, we were we were going into yeah. uh, maybe we should have compared them to actual film noir movies. That's what I was thinking we were doing. But, yeah, uh, but well, we saw a lot of them in, uh, in Nightmare. Nightmare Alley. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Nightmare Alley covers like all the film noir mm-hmm. tropes.